Welcome to the Bernie Kosar Show with the top dog, Hanford Dixon. No, a little delayed reaction on that bark there. It's been a minute. You know why? Because for some strange reason, I was thinking about those goddamn Cleveland Browns and all the moves they've made. And instead of listening to you, Gab, that's what I was doing. So will you accept my apology? Multitasking there. I thought we were on seven-second delay already. I thought on the internet we didn't have to worry about that being dub, that dub button. Well, you know what else I was uh, looking at, too? You know, that uh, great piece of uh, artwork behind you right there with the, uh, oh, the top yeah. dog, Let's you know, the, with all the little shots little right there. You know, that had me going, I would too. love to show my flexibility and turn my head around. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't the, do it. The high technology of the new Big Play Studios down here at Burke Airport. I am able to look into my illustrious screen right in front of me and see the gorgeous top dog in his all his glory with all those po portraits there. Loving it. You loving it on this off-season edition as we get started here today. Hey, hey guys, see how he just constantly beat up on me. He just constantly it's, I know it's all oh. in love. It's all in love, but he just constantly beat up. But he's he's one of the few that's allowed to, okay? We'll, we'll put it that way. Well, thank you. Okay. And I gotta say, I'm gonna take that as in the spirit of I was beating up on you. Yeah, yeah. But I have to say that I I genuinely meant it and I do adore you and I actually do love the picture behind me so, so i don't want to act like i got a um a little bro crush on you right now you know so, so how have you been big dog i'm doing good i like this off season right good now. good just... good i want to say this uh your uh your miami uh hurricanes uh did pretty good we'll we'll just leave it at that we won't elaborate we won't go into details i'll just say they went farther than most in the uh, you tournament. know th the canes elite eight last year final four this year very fired up about this edition of the podcast and our guest for this week, not only to talk about the dog pound and stuff, but since you brought up the phenomenal season the University of Miami Hurricanes had, I have a feeling that our guest today um, wouldn't concur with that because we beat his college alma mater <laughs> to get to the final four, uh, the College of Drake. Uh -huh. All right. So if that's a tip, is that a tip, a little oh, he's, teaser? He's already teasing us. Yep, okay. you got it. We'll bring in our special guest right after this. Thanks for watching the Bernie Kosar Show with the top dog, Hanford Dixon. And it's good to be back. We'll be back after this. I cut it a little short. Don't worry, I can fix that in editing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too excited to get to our special guest this week. We got a lot of off-season fun content for you. And this week, Hanford, Bernie, it's your guy. We're bringing in Felix Wright. Let's get that trio shot with him in. Hello. Thank you for hey, joining Flex. us this week. Hey, Flex. 
What's up? I, I hope you didn't hear the pre-show because you, you must not have because you didn't hang up when Top Dog was bringing up the <laughs> University of Miami Hurricanes. And he, I think he was trying to dog me that we did not win the national championship, but made it to the <laughs> final four, which for a football school, not bad to be elite eight last year, final four this year. But I, I kind of teased it by saying our great friend and ex-teammate, <laughs> he may not be as high on the University of Miami's basketball prowess because of um, who they beat early in the tournament. Welcome, young I agree. man. Actually, actually, that was the first game of the tournament uh, in, uh, in Albany, New York. I was fortunate enough to, to go with a buddy of mine. We went and, and checked out the game. Uh, we, we had a wonderful time in Albany, New York. Actually, it's the first time I've ever been there. It was a great arena, and I thought we had them, actually, Bernie. We, we were up by about eight points with about 10 minutes left in the game, and they came back and got us in the end, as they've done pretty much the, the whole tournament. But as I remember, I, I don't think Southern Miss has ever been in March Madness. <laughs> hey, hey, man, I know you, you know what? I knew it was coming. There it I comes. knew it was just a matter of time before you just – Fire a bullet right at me over there, but I see it. Bernie that's was the one. That's, Bernie was the one giving you a hard time talking about how he beat up on Drake. You know, yes. and then you won't come at USM, University of Southern Mississippi, hey, Golden Eagles. Leave is, us alone. Uh, it's hard to leave you guys alone, and I love you so much. But, and this will be digressed, but Southern Miss, you guys do have the best facilities. You know what? <laughs> maybe not. You know what? Maybe let, not financed let properly. Me, let, me, let, me, let me tell you guys something. You talk about the Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Some people say. We're no good. There it is. We're crazy as can be. We get stoned in the morning. We get drunk in the afternoon. But we ain't asking nobody for nothing. We can't get it on our own. You don't like the way we're living. Leave those old country boys alone down there in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Not only do we love the singing, not only do we love being serenaded, that we're also coachable for the listeners out there. Because Gab said, hey, last last podcast, we were stepping on each other by talking over each other. So does that does that qualify for not stepping on each other when when we're being serenaded by the top dog with yeah. those beautiful vocals I think his. that was I think that was beautifully timed we wanted to hear from our songbird and and it was a perfect intro well done Hanford thank you Gab thank you Gab uh, that was that was good hey, was, go ahead Gab oh okay well I did want to get right into our interview with Felix he had such a unique path to the NFL and I know you guys can dig into your playing days um, if you want to sing any more songs, Hanford, obviously it's welcome. Uh, but, I'm done. <laughs> but We're going to put them on stage there. I, we had the, uh, we had the country music awards last week. I mean, you go. I got a, I got a new participant for next year. Special <laughs> guest. Yeah. Hey Flex, so undrafted out of Drake University, you played in the CFL for a couple years before you signed as a free agent with the Browns. Maybe just take us through your journey to the NFL. Hey, and before you say say that, Flex, I got to say yeah. to people that don't know and Gab, even how you had said that about a couple years in the CFL, a couple awesome years in the CFL. I mean, uh, all CFL player um, uh, in the Grey Cup, um, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. So not just hanging on, do dominating in there and then coming in my rookie year in 1985 to make that make that step. 
Yeah, it was, it was well, obviously a dream come true. I, I, you know, I wish the, the path would have been a little different, but it ended up working out where, you know, I graduated, you know, out of, out of, uh, out of Drake University and wasn't given an opportunity to, to, to play. Wasn't fortunate enough to get drafted or, you know, like Hanford or Bernie going into supplemental draft. I just didn't get looked at at all. And so basically I, I uh, had to just kind of revert back to my education at school that I had. I had an education degree to be a, a, a teacher coach. And so I went back to, uh, to my hometown of, uh, in Carthage, Joplin, Missouri, and, and just basically started looking for jobs because I didn't really have a choice. And so I went back there and, and applied for, uh, for a couple of jobs and got a job at Joplin High School in Joplin, Missouri. And actually taught school there as, as a physical education and history and and uh, driver's education uh, teacher, as well as a uh, football coach, uh, girls basketball, and boys and, and girls track uh, coach, which was uh, something that I, I, I wanted to do because I, I, I loved what my uncle did as a coach. And I idolized him in growing up. Uh, you know, just watching him coach on the sidelines as I was, you know, coming up through high school. And uh, it was it was pretty awesome. But I just, I just didn't think I'd be doing that so early after, after uh, you know, college. But uh, went back there for a year. And, um, you know, it's crazy how it happened because, you know, our football team wasn't real good at the time. And I was a defensive, uh, defensive back, defensive linebacker coach. And I just remember probably midway through the season, we were kind of struggling a little bit. And, uh, you know, uh, we weren't playing real well. And so what, basically what I did is I went out and kind of demonstrated how a defensive back should play the defensive backfield as a safety and as a corner. And when I was doing the drills and, and uh, making some plays on the current high school kids, uh, you know, we had meetings as coaches after every practice just to see what we needed to work on. And I just remember after practice that particular day, the coaches just looked at me and said, Felix, why are you here? You, you, you shouldn't be here. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they just said, well, you should be out playing somewhere. And I'm like, I said, hey, coach, I says, uh, you're, you're just talking about high school kids. I played college. Yeah, I should be able to, to shut down high school kids. And they said, no, really, you should you should really be somewhere. And so, you know, a couple of days went by and it actually kind of tipped me off to where I'm saying, yeah, well, maybe, maybe, maybe they know something that I don't know. And so I remember that was like midweek. And then I remember at the end of the week, I, uh, I went home because I had moved back in with my with my uh, parents and my and, uh, and my brothers and sisters uh, while I was uh, you know teaching and coaching because as a teacher salary wasn't real uh, real real great at that time so uh, and it's probably still not but uh, anyway I went home that one evening after after practice and I asked my mom I said mom do you still have my school books and things that I had when I was at Drake because there's a letter in there from an agent that I never really contacted. And uh, so I, uh, she went back up, uh, up in the attic and found the books. And I found a letter from, from an agent that never called me. And his name was Elliot Lehman. And so he was out of Philadelphia. And so I uh, opened up the letter and called him up and I said, Hey, Elliot, how you doing? This is Felix Wright. And he said, yeah, I know who you are. You never called me. And I'm like, well, I thought agents call players. 
And he says, well, it could work both ways. <laughs> and and uh, so I just said, Elliot, I said, you know what? I'm down here in Carthage, Missouri. I'm coaching. I said, I really didn't get any opportunities out of college. If there's anything that you can find me, even a tryout, I'd love, to, I'd love the opportunity. And I says, uh, that way, you know, if I, if I go and, and I perform and I don't do and don't make it, then I can accept it. But I said, you know, I, I, I was out working out with a couple of my athletes and a couple of the ball players, and they just said some things. It's kind of put some things in my mind. I just want to see if there's any opportunities out there. So he says, all right. He said, I'll make some calls. So he uh, he called me the next day, and he says, I got some good news, and I got some bad news. And I'm like, well, really? And I said, well, that's, that's not too bad. And he says, I said, well, what's the good news? And he said, well, the good news is I got you two tryouts. And I said, well, well, what could possibly be bad? And he said, well, they're both on the same day. So you're going to have to decide which one you want to go to. So uh, it was the Detroit Lions and the Houston Oilers that were having tryouts. And it was one of those deals where I had to pretty much pay for everything to get there to come work out. So we decided to go to Houston because Houston was the, was the quickest and closest for me to get there. And so I had about a month to work out. So he signed me up and we went in there and worked out. It was a two day deal in Houston, Texas. And we drove down and, and, uh, I had been, you know, work, you know, I, everything I asked my athletes to do, uh, I did with them. So I stayed in pretty decent shape, uh, probably in better shape than I, that I was because that's basically all I did when I was teaching and coaching. And, uh, Basically went down there on, on a, on a, I was scheduled to work out on a Saturday. They started out on a Friday. And I remember the story because my uncle tells me all the time is that we went down on Friday and they had about 150 to 200 ball players there on Friday. And, uh, I was really discouraged because, you know, they were, you know, they all looked pretty good and decent out there and I wasn't scheduled to work out until the next day. And so the next day they had another 150 guys. And I'm like, man, this is just a, kind of a cattle call. I said, this is, this is crazy. This is really a waste of time. But anyway, I went out and I, you know, they, we did the kind of the combine thing where we lifted some weights. We came out and did some agility. We caught, caught the ball. And after about 30 minutes out on the field, they, they blew the whistle and says, Hey, we appreciate, you know, everybody coming out. And they actually brought the other guys that came in on Friday. And they said, we picked three guys. And, uh, I was the second name called, which was just weird as heck. Uh, and so that's kind of how it all got started. I went to a trial camp. I ran well, caught the ball well. And uh, Kenny Houston, who was a Hall of Fame, uh, you know, safety corner that played for the Houston Oilers, kind of kind of handpicked me. And, uh, you know, so I basically finished out the school year, had to resign from the school and went down to the Oilers and uh, went into training camp and, uh, and uh, obviously didn't, didn't make it in Houston, uh, but uh, it, it was a good experience. And I, I, I actually, I felt that that's probably the best training camp I've ever had. Uh, and I just really didn't understand how I didn't make it down there in Houston. You know, I'm because, sorry to interrupt, Flex. You know, for yeah. the uh, for the young listeners out there, say and Top Dog, you you say Kenny Houston kind of passively, yeah. man. For the listeners out there, that's a big time name, and to have yeah. two or three hundred people picking you out, and then Kenny Houston kind of recognizes you to give you that chance um, in yeah. there. That's that's pretty cool because back then. Um, Fortunately, you had longer training camps where you had a chance to maybe show and get to have the benefit of a 
a guy's wisdom like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So basically, I, I, got, I got caught up in the numbers game, basically, because they had a couple first-round draft picks down there. And uh, and basically just got caught up in the numbers. And uh, Kenny Houston was was pretty upset about it, which was which was kind of strange. He said, Felix, he says, I had nothing to do with this decision. It, it came down to, you know, the, the people above me. He said, but you'll be back in this league, I promise you. And I, you know, at the time, you know, when you're kind of going through that, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever, you know. But I, I ended up getting released after the after the last preseason game. And I just remember because I had to resign from my job. So I went back, I, I went back to Missouri with nothing. I didn't have a job. Uh, you know, I, I didn't have a football team to go to. And uh, I was home for one day and got a phone call from a team. Uh, up in Canada called the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And they said, Felix, we saw you play uh, in preseason. We think you can come up and play for us right now. And I'm like, I don't I don't know anything about your game. I says, you know, I... I uh, Cover people. Yeah. They said, well, <laughs> Cover you, them. You come up, we'll teach you the game, and, and we'll go from there. So the next day, they flew me up to Toronto, Ontario, drove me to Hamilton, I got in there on a Thursday. Uh, I practiced on Friday. On Saturday, we were headed to Edmonton, uh, Alberta, to play the Edmonton Eskimos. And that that Sunday, I was I was out as the starting right corner. It all happened so fast against Warren Moon. Wow! And uh, and the first ten passes that Warren threw were at me. I was gonna say in the old days, man, you would have had a had a target on you. And yeah. I love you, but I, yeah. I, you'd be isolated all day long. Oh, isolated, but how the, how, but how does it go? So he was two for he was two for eight uh, against me. But on the on the uh, on the tenth pass, he came my way. I took it back eighty yards. Well, hell, he felt sorry for you. Yeah, I mean, he, he, you know, he had been complete everything he was throwing over there. He yeah. felt sorry for you, dog. He just wanted to help you out a little bit. Uh, yeah, there you go. Hey, and, and, and he that, always been a ball hawk. Right. <laughs> hey, and that's where that saying came up because every game I played against Warren Moon, I got an interception. Man. Hey, hey, which, which is crazy. Hey, Felix, uh, this show is not all about you, okay? You've been <laughs> you've been talking for fifteen minutes in a short version. Uh, um, we know a guy. We got a guy. We got phrases. Really quick. So okay. So after so that I played the last three games of the year there. They signed me to a two year deal, and uh, and those next two years I became an all star player, and and then my last season there, I. Uh, uh, I led the league in interceptions up there. Uh, actually, I actually in the AFC championship game, which they call the Eastern final up there, I got four interceptions in that game off of Congridge Holloway. You remember him? He used to play for the University yeah. of uh, – uh, he went to Oklahoma, and then he came up there and played. And, and uh, actually, that was the game that the Browns had actually saw me to play. They were actually up there to watch some other ball players, and they actually – I got four interceptions, caught their eye. Yeah, you know, Flex, they... Flex, I was going to ask you, because, you know, that time, me and, me and you were rookies together in 85. Yes. And I got a lot of credit for coming in and changing the culture. But really, there was a good young core of guys, Hanford, which you had had started with, with yeah. them. There were three, yeah. four-year yeah. guys. But then the USFL had folded. 
So there was a lot of competition for players. So there were guys like Bill Davis and Ernie Accorsi that really went out there and found oh, yeah. guys in the USFL. God, there was a lot of competition for spots. It's interesting to me, slash super fortuitous for us and for yes. our friendship that they found you. And amongst, you know, we probably had 15 new guys on our team that year. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, there were made a difference. That, you, you came in that year. I think Kevin Mack came in that year. I came in that year. The uh, Cube, Dan Fike. Yeah, Dan Fike. Yeah, that was, that was uh, we, we, an influx of, of great players. That, Mike that Johnson. Made up that team. Yeah, Mike Johnson came in from, from the USFL. So, yeah, it was it was good stuff. And then, you know, like, like I said, see, I, dude, uh, Look at all those awesome names. I got way too much credit for that. <laughs> thank, thank you, guys. Thanks for watching the Bernie Kosar Show with the top dog, Hanford Dixon. This concludes part one with Felix Wright. We've got more next week, so stay tuned.